Good morning. Welcome to this week's Monday morning coffee chat. I'm Steph Jenko, holistic nutrition coach working with women on building healthier diet and lifestyle habits with a little bit of humor, a little bit of grace, an adorable puppy, a lot of coffee, and some good solid nutrition information. So good morning. Thank you for joining us. We are talking today about um, why we overeat and what to do about it. So from what you have sent me in your questions and comments and from what my experience is working with clients and my own experiences, I've boiled it down to um, five big reasons for why we eat too much and what to do about it. So I'm really excited to go through these with you and to hopefully offer some practical suggestions and tips for what to do when we're faced with these five different scenarios. And... um, I want to make clear real quick, though, before we start, that everybody is different and everybody is different. So what I might list as a reason um, may not be a reason for you. That may not be what's going on in your world. And um, it, it might be that it's something a little bit different or it might be that you have experienced this scenario, but that the solution to it is different for you and your body and your physical needs. So I just want to make clear that um, what I'm not giving is specific medical advice of any kind, but rather talking through what I see as some common patterns and offering some thoughts to think about. And then these would be things that you would carry carry forth further and discuss either um, one-on-one or with your doctor or another nutritionist or dietitian. Here we go. First reason that I hear that we commonly are eating too much or more than we would like to is that we have waited too long to eat to begin with. This is number one. If you feel like this happens to you, put a number one in the comments that you waited too long to eat or that you skipped a meal or pushed your meal back by a few hours. And now when it comes time to eat, you're ravenous. So hungry all of a sudden, right? Because you waited too long to eat. So that one, if we can be aware of it, if we can be aware that we have done that, that's something that we can fix, right? That has really practical solutions. So one of those solutions might simply just be to make sure we have prepared well. Okay, I see some ones, so you're with me. Make sure that we have prepared for eating. Um, It doesn't mean that we have done extensive meal prep, but it means that we have easy, grabbable, nutritious things ready so that when things get busy, when we are forgetful, when we don't feel like dealing with a meal, we can have um, things ready to still nourish our bodies and prevent us from getting over hungry later. So we need to have some grabbable things on hand. Um, it, it is never a good solution to wait or save yourself for later. Um, lots of people will say, well, I'm going to have a big meal later. I know there's a, a dinner I love. I know I'm going to a party or a holiday or whatever. I should just save myself. I won't eat now. I'll eat later. Always leads to overeating because then not only are we loving whatever we're eating, and we'll get to that one in a second, uh, but we are hungry. Our body genuinely needs the fuel. So we want to always be trying to maintain our regular eating patterns, whatever is good for your body. And again, that um, is something that's kind of an individual thing, because sometimes people will say, well, I wasn't hungry then. And for some people, again, this is individualized, but some people need to eat when they're not hungry. Um, 
a lot of people would say, well, I'm trying as a weight management strategy to only eat when I'm hungry. Hunger is not always a, a reliable cue. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is not. And some people um, need to be eating for nourishment and fuel and nutrients. And their hunger is not going to tell them when they need those things until they might be starving later. So so again, that's something to talk about more one-on-one, -on -one, but you could think about the idea of either um, eating at maintaining relatively regular times or just being aware of these are the foods and the nutrients that I need to consume today and, and, and keeping aware of those things. It kind of boils back to mindfulness across the board here and just paying attention to our day and paying attention to what we're eating. But we'll come to mindfulness again in a second. So first one was we've waited too long or we've skipped a meal. Second reason that we often overeat is that we are tired. Put a two in the comments if you feel like this happens to you. That either you hit the afternoon slump is what I call it. You hit the end of the workday or after that time, pre-dinner, your body is starting to get tired because you have been going for 12 hours and you're suddenly snacky, hungry, ready to eat or ready to eat too much. Or you're tired at nighttime in the evening and it's after dinner time and that's when all of a sudden I'm going to need seconds or thirds or desserts or second or thirds of dessert or snacks. I'm going to eat more than I maybe need. So a two, if you think that sometimes you eat more than you would like to when you're tired. Different solutions for this depending on when you are tired. We can't handle the afternoon the same way we can late at night. If you are hungry late at night, my answer to you is go to bed. <laughs> Food is fuel. Food is energy. Calories are energy. So if you get to 10 o'clock at night and you are starving, it's also possible that your body is trying to keep you awake. It's trying to give you energy. It knows that food is fuel and food is energy. So if I eat some more late at night, I'll have more energy. I'll be able to stay awake. Same, same really in the afternoon, but at nighttime you have a different choice because you can go to bed. I'm not saying you have to ignore true hunger. If you truthfully did not eat enough and you're going to be up all night, um, then maybe you need a snack that is um, more nutritious. You need something to go through the night. That's fine. Um, but if you are genuinely just looking for something to keep you up, the craving type stuff, snacks uh, slip in and you're like genuinely going to go down a little rabbit hole of your pantry cupboard, odds are good that you need to go to sleep. If it's three o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes we can't just call it quits and go to sleep, right? If you can take a nap or a rest where you are sitting down, letting your body kind of reset itself and recharge for a moment, that's really powerful. You should do that. Um, so not everybody can, can have that opportunity in the afternoon, but maybe when you hit the afternoon and you are ready to eat your cupboards out of house and home, eat yourself out of house and home, maybe you need to check, did I have a glass of water? Could I use a cup of coffee or a cup of tea? Do I need to go for a walk and, uh, or, or a little bit of exercise or stretching? and recharge myself that way. Um, did I eat enough for lunch? That's an important question to ask yourself if you are hungry and tired in the afternoon. Did I genuinely have enough fuel? Um, again, that could lead to the under, uh, or come from the under eating or the you know skipping a meal in the afternoon or something where maybe genuinely your body does need food 
And then we can be mindful about giving it something that is more balanced instead of just a snack, a quick snack. Number three reason I have been seeing for why we might eat more than we want to is related to our emotions. So put a three in the comments if you find yourself eating more than you would like to when you are bored, when you are stressed, when you are sad. Do we eat more than we would like to when it is connected to our emotions and not to our nutrition? Mindfulness is a huge factor in here, and that's where I wanted to talk about this again. When we're bored or working, find this a lot with work from home people these days, is the snacks are wildly accessible. So what's happening is we're working, you're on the computer or you're on the phone or you're right, whatever you're doing. And the food is here because it's accessible. And so we're eating without paying attention to it. The same can be if you are eating your meals in front of the television or eating your meals with your phone. Next thing you know, your mind was on something else and you come back to your food and it's gone. You've missed it. So maybe we need a little bit more then is what we feel like, right? Well, let me try that again. Let me try to eat more where I'm paying attention, where I can notice the flavor I was looking for, um, where I can enjoy that eating experience. So it's a very American thing for us to do, to eat with the television or with our phones. And other cultures that are more focused around their overall health and wellness would never do that. They're eating family dinners. They're eating at the table. They're um, pre-plating their meals and bringing a meal to the table like you're at a restaurant. So being bored or stressed, or I guess that's bored mostly. We'll come to stress in a second. So being um, lack of mindfulness. If you are simply bored, you may need something else that, again, is going for a walk, is having something that you can fidget or hold, that is having a big water with lemons and a straw that is interesting to you while you're working, It is having a cup of your favorite coffee or tea. So there's something else that you're doing if your body's feeling the need to kind of multitask um, that is not just consuming calories without paying attention to them. Stressed or sad or a different emotion connected to eating is different. Again, we need to build a toolkit for this a little bit and pay attention to what is my body's problem right now? What's my struggle? And what is the the tool for my toolkit that matches that struggle? Because it's, it's nine times out of 10, probably not food. If you are hungry or you need nutrients or you need energy, if that's what your body needs, then your solution, the tool that matches that is food. But it's kind of like if you had something you needed to fix that had a screw in it and you pulled out a hammer, that's not the appropriate tool for that job or problem or situation. So if you find yourself continually in this pattern, um, this is is something that nutrition coaches or health coaches can work on, is if you find yourself in a pattern where when I'm stressed, I'm gravitating toward food, then we don't have food in its proper place and we don't have tools for dealing with different emotions that that isn't food. So um, if that's something that's resonating with you, that number three, that might be something um, either in your own reflection or with um, a coach to think about what are some ways that I can combat uh, stress or ways that I can get out of a bored slump or a sad slump that isn't related to self-soothing with food that is giving me a different tool or a different strategy. Fourth reason that people say that they overeat, your favorite food shows up. 
So put a four in the comments if the overeating comes from the open bag of chips, the dessert table at the party, the Girl Scout cookies that you had to buy because you were supporting your neighbor. Put a number four if the overeating comes from your favorite food. A little bit of this can also be tied back to mindfulness and what I would call um, portion awareness. So I'm not really a, a huge fan of portion restriction or portion control because I feel that portion is a little bit arbitrary and um, what is a portion or, or a justifiable size for one person based off their nutrition needs at that time may not be the same for someone else at that time. So portion control or portion restriction, I'm not a big fan of, but portion awareness, I am a big fan of. And what I mean by that is I think it's knowledge is power, right? It is good to know when I eat nine chips, because that's what the bag says. I know <gasps> nine, nine chips is how many chips you eat when you're standing there trying to figure out if you want chips, right? So nine, if nine chips is a serving, according to that package, I can choose as an, as an individual to eat more or less than that serving. But the awareness comes from when I eat the nine chips, what am I putting into my body? Knowledge is power. Some people will say, I don't show me the back. I don't want to know. Oreos. I know this because I love Oreos. I almost never eat them. But I am aware that Oreos are two cookies to a serving. Isn't that the most horrifying thing you ever heard? So two cookies. I need to be aware of that fact. And I need to be aware of when I put them into my body, how many, what kind of fat am I putting in? What kind of sugar? What kind of chemicals? And then I can still make a choice and say, I, I choose to eat that anyway. But I need to be one with what am I putting into my body and does this align with what my beliefs are, what my goals are, etc. So my beliefs might be I could indulge in some of my favorite fun foods on occasion, but that I try to eat the bulk of my food from nourishing sources because I know that that is what makes me feel good and helps me to meet my health goals. Okay, well, then eating half of the bag of chips or half of the box of cookies doesn't align with my belief system or my health goals. So I want to keep that idea in the forefront of my mind. And there are there are some people who will not agree with that philosophy. Um, you guys may or may not. You can let me know what you think of that. But um, there are a lot of people who would say that that is restrictive. And I would say um we know that smoking cigarettes is not good for our body, so we restrict that and we talk about restricting that in a healthful way. Well, I know that eating large amounts of refined sugar and refined oil is not good for my body. So yes, I am going to restrict that. I'm not going to completely eliminate it, but I'm, I'm going to limit it. And that's the healthful thing to do. So I do not say I can only eat cookies on Fridays. Because then I start to get into my own head, right, of like, oh, is it Friday yet? Because I really want a cookie. No, instead, when I want a cookie, I do a little check and I say, have I eaten nourishing food? Why is it that I want this cookie? You gotta go kind of go through like the, the little rundown with yourself. Like, do I want this cookie because I'm sad or stressed? Or do I want it just because it, you know, tastes delicious right now and I'm a little bit hungry? You know, what are the reasonings here? And then I don't care if it's Tuesday morning. If I would like to eat a cookie, I'm going to look at that package and say, 
well, this is the choice that I am making right now. I'm eating this one cookie because I make the rules. I can have the cookie when I want the cookie. Eat the cookie and move on with my life. And what sometimes happens is that we put dessert or chips or french fries or whatever your um, desired thing is, we put it on this like forbidden pedestal. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. So we put it on this, this like victory pedestal. And then we look at it with awe and admiration. And we think about the next time we might get to have it. And when we do that, we put that fun processed food in a place that it doesn't deserve. So I choose as my philosophy and what works for me. Again, these are different strategies that work for different people. This may not work for you, and working with a coach is a way to find out what does work for you. But what works for me is to take that thing off the pedestal, put it back into the spectrum of of what it is, a processed food that I happen to enjoy sometimes, and then give myself permission to enjoy it sometime, knowing that I'll be able to get it again. So I don't need to overindulge in that. That is not some victory I'm working toward. That's just a thing that I can have six chips of and get the flavor because I like them and then move on with my life. I'd like to pause here for just a minute and take the opportunity to personally invite you to hang out. Well, hang out with us online. Be Well Together is my monthly membership program that I am completely obsessed with, and I want you to hear why. Do you want to learn more about nutrition and healthy habits, but you feel overwhelmed with the sheer amount of conflicting information on the internet? Well, I've got you covered with two mini trainings a month crafted especially for my members. Do you want to grab a quick new recipe to try for dinner? Hit up my hand-picked recipe bank. Maybe you're struggling with your mindset or your habits and you need someone to bounce your ideas off of? You can post in our member forum for some friendly discussion and support. The beauty of Be Well Together is that you don't have to go it alone. You get to go it with us. You have a safe and trusted place to ask your nutrition and wellness questions, get fresh recipes and resources, learn through easily digestible, pun intended, mini lessons that you can watch and rewatch at your own pace. And did I mention that my new monthly webinar series is included in the membership? 20 bucks a month, access to all the things. Visit bewellwithstuff.com slash together, linked in the show notes for all the details. Can't wait to hang out with you there. So the fifth thing that I think is overlooked, no one mentioned this to me, um, but I think it's probably the most common is that you're missing something in what you're taking in. So all of these times where we've waited too long and we've skipped a meal, well, when you've skipped a meal, you are missing calories and nutrients. Um, You're missing food groups. You're missing vitamins and minerals. You're missing something. Um, It may be, though, that you are eating what you feel like are three square meals and snacks and you feel like you're feeding yourself and you still can't stop eating, your body might be missing things like water-rich foods, fiber-rich foods, a good balance of healthy fats or proteins. So um, I often work with clients with building meals that are nutrient-balanced and also um, 
a balance of energy-dense and energy-dilute foods. And what I mean by that is an energy-dense food is something high in calories. Calories are energy. So if I'm having something that has like nuts, seeds, avocados, olives, beans, those are things that um, have more calories in them compared to leafy greens and fruits and vegetables. So we want to build meals that give us the energy we need and the healthy fats that we need, the things we need to feel satisfied, the energy for what we need to do in our day, but also balanced with foods that we could eat endlessly because they are so low in calories, but so high in nutrients and big in volume. So an example of this is um, people who build bowls. Think about... um, Think about if you ever have gone to someplace like Core Life Eatery or if you've built a giant salad or a Buddha bowl of some kind at home. Usually then we're putting in um, a bunch of greens as a base. We've got some whole grains. We've got all the vegetables as we go down the line. We've got tons of vegetables. We've got beans. We've got our favorite dressing, avocado and sunflower seeds. And next thing you know, you've got this much food, this giant bowl. Well, how big is your stomach? You're going to, that's going to fill you up, but it's filling you up with things that are full of the macronutrients and micronutrients and all the, all the technical things, all the things that you need to be full and satisfied. And it's possible that if you are working really hard on your, um, your health or nutrition, or if you have forgotten to pay attention to your health or nutrition, either of those things, that you're not getting the nutrients that your body actually needs to thrive. And so it's going to start looking for them. And it it may not know what that is, right? So it might be, um, I find that I, I do crave fats. I really do. I, my body looks for them. But my body doesn't know if that is an avocado or a potato chip. It's just something that feels fatty and satisfying. I need to use the knowledge is power part and say, which, what do, can I eat that is a whole nutritious food that's going to help my body feel satisfied? Um, so a piece of avocado toast is going to serve my body better in that eating time than um, a bunch of the dill pickle potato chips that are my favorite thing. Okay, it, may, it might feel good in the moment, but that, my body's going to burn up those chips. The oil's going to linger around. I'm going to be thirsty. It's not going to fuel me the same way. If I'm hungry, I need to eat food. I need to eat real food. And it's really hard to overeat on these um, <clears throat> more nutritious foods. One of the reasons being they're big in, vo- in volume. So I can, I can only eat so much salad because I'm going to be full of it. My body is going to say, you're good. and cut you off there. Okay. Um, same with other, other kinds of vegetables. So when we're eating more nutrient-dense foods like fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans, we don't have to worry so much about overeating because those are things we should be eating in abundance and because our body is going to start to naturally cut us off with our full sensors and our um, satiety. So if you are finding yourself in a pattern of overeating where you feel that you are continually eating more than you wish you were, I want you to kind of go back through these main reasons. I'm going to list them again, and then you can go back if you've just joined us. We talked about people often overeating because they have waited too long to eat or skipped a meal. 
and then they're suddenly ravenous. Reason number two is that they're tired. You've hit the afternoon slump or the late night time and you're looking for a way to give your body more energy. You may not know that, but that's what you're doing. The third reason being when um, we're eating for emotion, that we're bored or stressed or sad and that we're leaning on food as a comfort instead of building up our toolkit for those situations. The fourth reason was that our favorite food has showed up, shown up and suddenly we've lost control around something because we love it and we're not sure when we're going to get it again. So you can listen back on that one. And then the, the re- final reason I gave is that your body might be missing something. You may be in need of calories or nutrients or water or fiber or healthy fat or something that your doctor or nutritionist or dietitian might be able to work on with you. So the main strategies here, if we can keep this overarching idea, the main idea here is that knowledge is power. It's good to be informed about what it is that we're putting in our body and what our body needs. And going along with that is the mindfulness, paying attention to what our body needs, paying attention when we eat so we can register that we've eaten and see how we feel about that. And then um, eating healthy, whole plant foods in volume to help to keep us full of the good stuff. So um, if you have individual questions about this and you want to reach out and send me a DM, I'd be happy to talk with you. If you think that these reasons and strategies were helpful for you in thinking about overeating and what to do in those situations. I would love if you would share this with a friend. When I post to IGTV, you can tag them. You can share to your stories. That really means so much to me. Um, I always appreciate your support and your comments. You can DM me if you've got individual questions. You can also go to the link in my bio and um, either by clicking the book now button or clicking the link in bio, you can find discovery calls. I offer free um, one-on-one half hour chats where we can hear what you are struggling with or thinking about with your health and nutrition goals. I can share with you what my programs and services are like, and we can see if we might be um, a good fit for my being able to offer you some solutions or working together. I hope everybody has a lovely week. Thank you for watching, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Hey.